You're listening to For Better and Worse with Jess and Rage. basic level Pinot Noir <laughs> guy. I mean, they, they, these are like all at all restaurants. Robert Mondavi, but they sell it for like $10 a glass. We got it for, <clears throat> we got it for $10 a <laughs> bottle. Nice. Coming out July. Coming out July. <laughs> From a my... wedding hangover day. On Sunday. With my sister. Laura Rocher, everybody. <laughs> Her episode back. just aired, and she just she's high on life. She's high on the on the thrill of it all. Honestly, I was made for the limelight. I was made for it. Thank God. I haven't received any criticism about our episode yet, so I might change my mind eventually. But as okay. of right now, I'm riding high. The oh, compliments yeah. have been flowing. As someone who sat out in that episode, I will say Laura filled in very nicely. So thank you for that. Do you know one of my girlfriends texted me and was like, you know – it was not until the last five minutes of the episode that I realized Jess wasn't there. She oh she my. thought that we just weren't letting you talk. <laughs> she thought that we were just like, sister banter, Jess is gone. She's just sitting there. We've got her mouth duct taped. She's not able to talk. Which would be funny. So we'll find out in this episode how that goes, if that rings true. We but might just totally... <laughs> squash you which is fine that's I why i placed you closer to laura oh good we have a so you guys don't talk just one-on-one don't look at me <laughs> but no i feel like you guys referenced me in the episode yeah, yeah a few did. times being like just in here today and we're, we're filling in but that's not enough well yeah. you you do a really wonderful job with rachel and i've told you before there's nobody i would rather see her do this with um so i had to i had to show up and show out i had to do my best you did just that laura oh my god i'm honored Jess and I have to share a mic today, so we be trying. We be trying. We're doing our best. <laughs> yep. Okay. 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 Guys, so it's been two weeks since Jess and I recorded, so I've got many stories. I've got one. I've got two wedding weekends. <sighs> That's a lifetime. <laughs> and I wanted to – well, one – I wanted to touch on embarrassing moments, and I want to go back to our segment about things that are embarrassing for no reason. But yes. before we get there, I have to tell a story um, because I sat through probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Um, <laughs> and this Can't is wait. like embarrassment without shame, right? I think there's a difference. Like there are plenty of moments that I'm like, I got shame surrounding that. But this <laughs> is just like this is just flat out like I'm going to go home. I'm going to pass away <laughs> so madison and i had a wedding out of town and so we stayed the night this was not this weekend but the last one and um it was just, i mean it was a good wedding like everything went really smoothly and it was great but for whatever reason like we get to the hotel room and madison just like sums off she's like got the giggles she's like really tired mm-hmm. but she was like she was like, we're not going to bed right away. Because we got off at like 9.30-ish. And so, like, it was kind of early. And she's like, we got to have some some alcohol. Got to gotta get some drinks. Are you okay, Laura? Is this a fly? Is this a fly? I forgot we're eating video. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cute. So, we decide, like, to go out to the mire to get some beer. Yeah. 
and we're walking down the hallway. Madison's losing her mind. She's she's in a weird space. Dora. I, oh, I, no. I had to smash Speaking it on my face. Someone who has a giggle. I had to smash it on my face. <laughs> is, it, is it on there? No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. You went to Meyer for being anyway, so we, we went to. Madison is literally like crying. Did she take an edible? I no, <laughs> but I would love that to have been a reason because I'm like Madison and I just like have kind of like a pack like we don't cry in front of each other. We're each other's trauma friends and we don't cry. It's like we can't show any emotion. Isn't that most best friends? Though? Yeah, we were, we were normal. <laughs> it yeah. should be. Yeah. It absolutely should be most. Best yeah, friends. yeah. No, we just can't. We can't cry. Simply won't. But she was like, tears were streaming down her face. We're in the mire, walking around. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. And she'd never been to a mire. And I was like, have you never gone an hour west of of, <laughs> of Kent? Mire is freaky, dude. It's like is Kmart, it? but worse. But trying up, to Kmart. be way better. Yeah. Like yeah, trying to be Whole Foods, but lightweight Kmart Walmart. energy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm not even Walmart. Kmart. Yeah, this you guys ever Kmart? One. Those are... Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we we get back to our hotel, and our hotel has a great array of drinks and beverages and, and frozen section in, in the hotel lobby. Mm. Oh. And um, For double the price. Yeah, and we wanted to get ice cream, but I was like, we'll just get out of the hotel, because obviously like, we're not going to buy a pack of drumsticks. <laughs> As much as I want to eat three right now, right. I won't. So I get in, and um, the clerk is, like, behind the desk. And clerk. I'm, like, looking at what I want. You know, I want <laughs> I want the M&M cookie sandwich. Oh, my God. It's always a good choice. Top tier. And I go to pull the door, and it doesn't come open. And I hear the clerk say, i got to get a key. And so I say, okay. And so Madison and I are just standing, staring staring at this like fridge freezer section and the clerk just keeps on giving us a side eye and we're giving him the side eye like dude get the key we need our ice cream and i meanwhile i'm staring at this like where does the key go where does the key go like is it a key card oh god i was after and i'm not being i'm not exaggerating when i say two whole minutes have gone by 120 seconds. 120, which is a long time when you're waiting for something. I just pull it a little harder. And it opens. And he had just said something to his coworker in the office. <laughs> like, I got to get the key for that. And so he wasn't I, even talking to you. And I just looked straight at that man and I was like... I was like, I know you were at Marion, Ohio, and you're used to dealing with crackheads, but we are on crack, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I thought you said the key. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, I'd like to buy this sandwich for me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it just was like, like, literally, we, as, then, of course, you pass. You, I pay my money. Give them, give them the money. We have to try to like keep composed <laughs> till we get to the elevator. I, and, and I'm like, this is how I die. This is how I die. We get in the elevator, I collapse. Told this story and said we smoked before. That would have made so much no, more no, no. sense. It was just I feel pure like exhaustion. Those are high thoughts. Yeah, you know, right. someone someone talking to you from afar, telling you because you can't open something. Literally seeing the logistics of the cooler where no key belongs, and you sat there. It was like, well, I oh, gave it a yank. Fair it. enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for that key. This stranger said oh, something. My God. Oh And he was. I was just like, sir. You are just, you are numb to idiots because oh, he was wow. just letting us, 
He this, didn't. Yeah, and also, not great customer service. Right. You mm-hmm. saw us staring at this thing, and you you didn't say, "Can I get something for you?" you I thought you guys were high. He didn't, he didn't he know on drugs, but we weren't. Was it good? Like, was it worth, worth it? it? Oh yeah, it was worth nice the embarrassment. Tammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was the snack lineup for you guys? Just curious. Afterwards, mm-hmm. cool. orange Doritos. Okay. Um, Wait, talk to me. Is that like your neg- your regular go to Dorito? I feel no, like not necessarily. After wedding cravings. Cravings hit different. Could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. And like my COVID mouth, like, I don't think I've talked about this, but like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I did actually talk about this on our episode, but I ended up taking that tangent out, our episode with the boys. Because mm-hmm. there was like, it was like a 10 minute tangent. I was like, this episode's long enough. <laughs> I can save this to. for later. Um, but yeah. Rant. Ever since I got like my smell back, I got it back, but I got it like off brand. Like it is, it is not a good. My smell is not fully back. It's a my little muted. Is, you, you no, would no, say? no. It's bad. Like there is like a rotten taste when I taste food, <gasps> and um, I just have gotten to get had to get used to it. Like onions it? are a very strong. Like if there's onion in anything, it'll taste like this. It's almost like brassy. People are saying no, no, no. Gasoline, like, like rotten meat. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> And you're still alive. And I'm eating things. You're it's going like, through life like that? Yeah. Listen, I've heard. I would love is, to be a part of a clinical trial. This is this is a thing. There's a term for it. I'm not I'm not sure what it's what they're calling it in the medical field <laughs> at this moment. But there's a term and like people are suffering from severe depression because of it. Yeah. And it may be just like things tasting different, yes, but also that they aren't getting their taste and smell back at all. And I think those yeah, people are suffering really, that would really be terrible. Really badly because like I didn't That's, get my smell back for two months. I mean, life's biggest pleasure is food. Am yeah, I right? Absolutely. Am I right? Food and sex. Yeah. Food and sex. Food and sex. I would just be ruined. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Certain foods are good. Like any sweet foods, good on the table. But it's like when you bring you in should. like any umami <laughs> flavor, any savory flavor, it's sums off. So you. So you're telling me you're just walking out, ro- walking around with like rotten meat mouth? Yep. I mean, it's like it's not like a, it t- but also, <gasps> this is a safe space, right? Okay, hundred percent. I mean, it's your okay. space. So my poop smells the way the food tastes. So like I haven't even smelled my own shit. It just smells like that taste. If that makes sense. <laughs> So essentially, you're eating your poop. Yeah, the way your poop. But smells. my poop doesn't smell as bad as like it would normally smell. It doesn't smell like poop. It smells like the smell and this taste. <laughs> <laughs> so this is I a am, trust tree. I am trying to comprehend that. It's hard. It's hard. If if there's any commiserators, send us a DM. Let me know if there are any, any medical professionals. I would love to know, is there a clinical trial? I will donate my body to science. I oh, absolutely. Do do. Donate your body to science. I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> How do you know which foods ignite the poop taste? The um, Rotten meat poop. Yeah. Rotten meat mouth <laughs> poop. Poop. Um, poop. It's hard to know, but like pretty much all meat products, but also all vegetables and but cooked vegetables but i'm telling onions are the key to it i think it's just like the potatoes today at, at brunch onions are the poopetrator poopetrator <laughs> 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 so 
So if you're wanting to know, yes, Cool Ranch Doritos. Really, they didn't. They they were the poop traders. They were the poop traders. <laughs> they were responsible. Okay. okay. So I I didn't think we were gonna go there, but you know we need to. We well, need while to. we're talking about mouths, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Okay, so. I've been trying to be a little bit more in my body lately, stay relaxed, calm. So, you know, you're on TikTok and you're scrolling and somebody, one of those like relaxation gurus will come up and be Mm. like, take your tongue from your mouth. Rachel. Yes. (gasps) You knew exactly what I was going to write. They're like, relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, remove your tongue from the The top of your your mouth. mouth. Where does it supposed to go? Where does it go? Is it you're telling me it's just supposed to float around in there? Okay. That's insane. I have so, I use this daily. It helps me sleep. It help. I hold like a really tight cleansed jaw. All okay. The time. I feel like that's where I hold my stress. It's in my jaw and it's okay. in the back of my neck. I do this so often. Um, I know it feels weird, but I feel like just taking it off the top of your mouth and resting it. Just like resting it where I, mine is just feels mid, like it's middle ground, middle ground. Okay. So, but I think I can unclench my jaw and my tongue is still on the roof of my mouth. That's the thing. It's like unclench your jaw. Okay. My tongue is still on the roof of my mouth. Then I take it off the roof of my mouth and I look like this. Do you feel reprieve when you take the tongue off the top? No, I feel like mouth. I have to this really work out. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's interesting. Maybe yeah. I just have like a thick tongue. More all of life is take it or leave it. Take just it or leave it. it. Yeah. Just all leave right. it. I do this often though. I do it. I'm uh, glad we're talking about yeah, this. Uh, to help me fall asleep. I do it a lot because I feel like I'm, you know, stressed or something before I go to bed. And I feel like, okay, unclench your jaw, which means take my tongue from the top of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But does your tongue just float there? Like, or does it, like, do you push it into the bottom? I do feel like it, it, it might work some different muscles that feel foreign to us. So that might feel like a little tense, but when you do it more, I do it a lot in yoga too. I'm going to start doing it before bed every night. Just try it and try and take a deep breath in, exhale, release everything, take the tongue down and relax. Okay. Can you tell if I'm doing it? No, no. it's supposed to just be for you. And if there's no reprieve, leave it. Okay. I'm very, I'm too focused on my mouth muscles right now. Yeah. Let's just sip wine then. Um, but okay, that. swing it back to embarrassing stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. things that are embarrassing for no reason. Yep. And this was something I ran I into with our mutual friend Carrie when I delivered her wedding photos because oh, I asked her what her email was, <laughs> and <laughs> she was like, "Okay, don't judge me," and she gave me an email at Yahoo.com, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Ew, Carrie." I feel like a lot of people use Yahoo. But why? Why would you use Yahoo? Yahoo? Whenever Wait, somebody I'm gives sorry. me a hotmail, I'm like, psycho. A- oh. AOL. Psychopath. Oh, I saw an AOL. I thought she was going to, when you said this, I thought she was going to be like, it's brunette QT4E. I thought she was like, <laughs> had only one email from like a no, long time ago. No, but then, but then she was like, hold on just a sec. And then she got a Gmail. <laughs> like real quick. She's yeah, like, she never mind. Like, I can't live with this. I can't, I can't live this down. I it's have Yahoo. to level up real quick. Yeah. But honestly, Yahoo. Ooh. Yeah. It's just like it's like almost as bad as like MSN. Like you're telling me people use <laughs> Yahoo Google searches, Bing. Yahoo Search. Yeah, say Yahoo Ew. Search. Yeah, let me, let me Yahoo it. No, it's Bing. It's like off-brand, isn't it? Isn't Bing the like co- the Google competitor? There's Is a it? competitor for Google. They are not doing that. No, it's just it's Google Ask and everything Jeeves else as well. <laughs> That's one There's of the Google and then everything else off-brand. Right. Yeah. Which is Yahoo, M- MSN, MSN. Remember you see? Yeah, no. But you just like 
msn.com i feel like my mom uses yes. hotmail same thing and just like would pull up like um yeah. just a regular news page and you'd yeah. have to go to the top right corner click log into my email yeah. what the fuck is that get yeah. gmail or bus people it's 2021 <laughs> yeah we can't be out here that's funny do you have any I do. Okay, yeah. so this is like far off from emails, far off from everything. But I'm going to go into things that are embarrassing for no reason. And that is waiting in line, because it's the summer months, waiting in line for a water slide in a water park or water parks in general. Are you, first off, indoor water parks. Fuck that. You always go during. Where would an indoor water park be? There's plenty. There's have you ever heard of Calhari? Great Wolf Lodge? Oh, Great Wolf okay. Lodge. Yeah, I just but think about that. People go during February. You have not tanned. You feel or you have, and you are are the only tan one. But like you know those. That's almost worse. You guys know those stairs (laughs) that like hurt your feet. They're like bunch of metal grates. Yes, (gasps) the metal grates cooking in the sun. But you know what I'm saying? You're standing next to someone with an inner tube, like. I mean, tell me how that feels comfortable in any way. And you just, this is where I go to. If there are aliens and they are watching us, they're out here like, who are these fucking weirdos? Okay. That reminds me of Club Penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're just like on Club Penguin, like having them go down slides and stuff. Right. But we wait so long, right? We're waiting next to people half naked that we don't know. Okay. And we're just staring at each other. Like, you stare at that person all the way up the stairs until you get to the top of the slide, right? And you go down the slide. Tell me this. This is one of my favorite things. I love to bring this up. Well, you're going down the slide. The slide lasts, what, 30 seconds max? You're by yourself. These are the ones I'm talking that you're by yourself in a tube. And you're like, it takes like a sharp turn, right? You're, you're in it, right? You're in a tube. You're in a tube. And you're like, woo, by yourself. You give a woo-hoo by yourself. Isn't that embarrassing? But that is pure, joy. unadulterated joy. Absolutely. I find it. I get embarrassed immediately after. Like, I'm like, woo. I like smiled to myself because that was a fun turn. I was unexpected, but I'm also immediately embarrassed after. I mean, were what? you were you like just at a water park, or are you just reflecting? Reflecting. Okay. Oh, I haven't yeah. been to a water park. Since I'm just I thinking was of 13. things that, yeah, things that are embarrassing for no reason. But I feel like that's just top notch yeah, in one yeah, of mine. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. oh, you I mean, you couldn't pay me to go to an indoor water park in my adult age. No, God, no. No, I went like maybe in high school. <sighs> There are so many of these that we should just bring up. That's I one know. of our new segments. Laura, you have anything that I'm embarrassing for no reason? Um, I, I, I think this is a pretty common one, but like the goodbye when you both end up walking, walking the, the same, same way. way, it's tough, especially when you didn't want to say hello in the first place. Mm-hmm. That really compounds it. But the like, well, yeah, I gotta be going. Good to see ya, Cheryl. I'll uh, catch you next time. Oof. And then you both what waddle do you, away. Tell me what you guys say if you guys run into that situation. What's oh! your go-to? Classic. Oh, classic I Midwestern. I guess we're walking the same way. Yeah, I knew I was going to say the same way. I guess we're going the same way. Uh, That's it, though. And yeah. then like, ha, ha, ha. Okay, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> another thing. I thought it was awkward. Today at brunch, Renee's boyfriend, someone who I've met a few times, Hug, handshake, no. So I just opt for nothing. <laughs> hey, 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 nothing. Bye. Nothing. I'm not, we're not on the handshake because that's like that's like a first greeting. And I'm not gonna hug you. I don't know you. Oh, I'm hugging everybody. I think you got to be that kind of person. Are we done post COVID? Nope. Are we done even? No, hugging. Jess, I'll I was, tell you what. I used to force hugs. I used to be like, come here, bring it in for the real thing. I always say this. Bring it in for the real thing. Yeah, bring it in for the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, bring it in like, for the real. Let me just cut the awkward 
awkwardness out, I come in like this, open armed, like, let's go. Cause I, I feel like I don't know what Ab- else to do. Absolutely. I am hugging everybody post COVID. I see a maskless face now. And I'm like, were people this beautiful? Were people Aww. always this appetizing? Uh, Jess and I didn't get that cause we were going to weddings all fucking year, uh, with people oh. that weren't wearing masks. Well, so we've um, seen you. I, I was alone for most of it in you my house. Were really? You didn't. And so you're now you're a I, scholar, Laura. I know. You're part. Of the, you have the ability. Yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky. But I definitely now I see a face and I'm like, let me touch you. Let me give me, you. give me them lips. Bring it in for the real thing. For the real thing, Jessica. <laughs> yes. Bring it for the real thing. What? I say that all it the time. It is so weird. I mean, I love it. Now. <laughs> embarrassing for no reason that okay here's something that is probably embarrassing for no reason that i know i'm pretty sure you've roasted me on but i have a support person that i can bring this up with um well one of my favorite snacks one of my favorite delicacies delicatessen if you will (laughs) baked lays trash Trash. oh god so good guys it's not worth the the amount of health. Let provides. me tell you, I we it's started. About health. It's about mashed potato mouth. Man, I. What is that? Talk to me about. I that. want it. I love it. I live for it. Salty. Definitely, when we were younger and we were going to Subway every Sunday after church and getting um not the six inch subs but the round subs that it used to have, mm-hmm. um bologna, uh black olives and yellow mustard. That's what I used to get, and then a bag of plain baked lays. Initially, we got them because they were healthy. I know, grotesque, right? <laughs> I've never heard of a grosser meal in my life. Mine was uh, turkey and olives. Black olives on everything, bro. Bologna, black olives, and mustard. And yellow mustard, yeah. <laughs> but we would get the baked lays and <laughs> always plain baked lays because you chew them extra. You know, you're supposed to chew yeah. things like 32 times or something, um, but most people don't. You just swallow shit whole. Well, baked lays, you chew that full 32 times and you have yourself some mashed potatoes. And it is nice. <laughs> mashed potato mouth. There is no taste to those. Yes. That's because you, ha- you haven't chewed them 32 times. Don't want to. Want to <laughs> inhale immediately as I do all my food. I just love a baked lay. Oh, I love oh a baked lay. That is an acquired taste, my friends. Must be a sister thing. I, I will just, gladly. I, I didn't out. know that there were so many people against baked lays until. Do you ever think like how, how similar as a baked lay supporter? Right. Do you ever think about how similar baked lays were to like Pringles, but Pringles were in a saltier, saltier in the shape. Yeah, I feel like changed that a bit, but I feel like there's more flavor in the Pringles. They bring more flavor, and they're thinner. You know what I want to know? I would really love to watch an episode of How It's Made baked lays because in my head i do imagine a big mashed potato maker okay and i imagine then- <laughs> and then i imagine them squishing it through kind of an organic shape idea of a chip because they're not organic you you know you're gonna get one of ten Six, shapes yeah. yeah they're all kind of little Kind of like McDonald's chicken nuggets. Or yeah, exactly, shapes. exactly, exactly. You know what I find, hard and I, to I see him like cutting it off and just sliding it through the thing and through the baker to the oven, and then out, out come. But those. I would love to know, Lays. What's your secret? <laughs> I want to know what I'm eating. What's your secret? What's your secret? From a girl who loves baked Lays <laughs> and doesn't like 
them heaters because there isn't enough flavor. Is it okay. is are them heaters a poopetrator in the situation? <laughs> they could be, but also Josh didn't like them either. But I didn't take I didn't have the poopetration um, <laughs> taste with those, so that's nice. But betrayal. But I just felt like they're dusty heat. They're they're dusty Fritos. Dusty, <laughs> dusty, dusty heaters. <laughs> I just felt like they were just like dusty peppery, and I don't really like black pepper to begin with. What? I don't know. I don't. I, that was like you know how they say your change taste. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Mondavi. <laughs> <laughs> your change taste your bro. taste change yeah i remember like putting pepper on my eggs one morning and being like what the fuck is this oh, oh. speaking of eggs those can really fuck you those is anyone else flip-flop on eggs oh like, every like other one day. day second time you eat them you're like you think about them too hard don't up. think don't think Ugh. about it you can't think about it when and you and the eat smell them. of them you're like no <laughs> Immediate now. Immediate now. Immediate now. That's how I feel. Um, I've been I've been off the eggs for about a month. <laughs> really? Yeah. I loved eggs, but they they are a poopetrator. Yeah. For me, they could be. They, yeah. I I can Which I can sucks. see that one. But it's like I will still eat the shit that I know that I like. It's like I have to get through the mental thing because like we got deviled eggs today. I'm like they are oh poopetrator to the max. But I was like, <laughs> I know that inside I still enjoy them. Egg yolks, mayonnaise, a little bit of Dijon, some paprika. It's great. Okay, guys. ADHD train. We're on it. We're on it. We're on it. We got Robert Mondavi on my side. One of life's simple pleasures, something that I'm going to get hoard for. Okay? Hoard for? I'm going to go hard for and get hard for. Oh. Hoard. I I get it. A nice gas station. A gas station with a good. You need to swallow. <laughs> a gas station with a nice aesthetic. You go, you know, you go up to a gas station. They got the brick siding. Mm. They've got a nice sign. They got organized. They're basically a grocery store. It's why I exclusively go to Sheets. I'll go out of my way to go to a Sheets. Right. You ever been to a Quick Trip? But a Bell oh. store. That's south. That's southern. Oh. Oh, jo- Jess, Akron. you've never been to a Quick Trip? No. Oh, you're. You got to go to Kansas is that to like, store it. Is that like sheets? Yeah, but way cuter. Oh, I'm about the aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, if you I just know that like to, I just pulled. We Madison and I were on that trip. Pulled up to a Bell store. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, 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 oh. I just love. Was someone a scratching your back? Was yes. someone oh, scratching oh, your back yes. while you were walking the aisle? Yes, I was just like, well, I just pulled up to it. I was like, thank. God, I need to go to the bathroom. Yes. I know it's not going to be weird. I know these people care. They cared about their siding. They cared mm. about the nice paver bricks. And I'm going to have a good experience right. here. Yeah. They're going to give you the option between paper towels and the air blower. Oh. You're not going to have to pick your fucking poison. Are we yeah. always going ready to paper made towel? Food. Every time. Okay. Hot ready-made food. Oh. If I wanted it. Yes, like a nice slice of pizza. Oh. And I just needed, I needed the world to know that that is something I find great yes that is one of life's simple pleasures i feel like they're few and far between though right they are unless you find a sheets yeah and if you are a listener and you don't have sheets or you don't know what we're talking about you know one nearby you that serves hot and ready food yeah but sheets is where it's at if you ever come to pa eastern ohio (laughs) i was like we're not in pa (laughs) but i think sheets comes from pa do you have sheets in indy no. 
See? We might in Indianapolis, but not down in Bloomington, no. Laura? I'm telling you. I went to BG and nobody knew what a sheet what a sheets was. Sad. Tragique. You went to BG too. Never forget. No, yeah, I did. Oh my god, that was such a funny episode that you guys did. I because I was like I feel like Rachel went to BG. <laughs> Never forget one for year. Hot men, hot men. We were there for at the same time. We were both being GDIs. Represent. Represent. Maybe we'll get merch. We will someday. If we think about it. If we are done with wedding season. Yes. September's when's when's wedding season over? December for me. Really? Yeah. October thirtieth. Hot dog. I'm I got so two excited. Novembers. I got none, but I will be doing a bunch of fall shoots on my engagement shoots. So, but weddings will end in October, which I'll be stoked about for the first time because it'll be here before you know it. Oh, I know. Time is insane. Time is insane. Are we going to get into that or not? Honestly, no one's ready for that. I could talk about it for days, but it's fake. Time is fake. It's 100% fake. Time is 100% fake. Doesn't fit world me. No. No. Anything, wherever you are like thinking about, there you are. Um, okay, I have a I have a topic that I just want to touch base on because I saw a TikTok video of, of course, always ref- referencing TikTok because I feel like, why not? Where do you learn anything else? 100%. Is baby swimming lessons. Yes oh. or not. Wait, are we talking about baby survival swimming lessons? Yes. Let's when touch base a baby on in a pool. both because I'm watching these videos of parents like, <laughs> Full toss-up. A full toss-up, right? And this baby dunk, <laughs> dunks right into the bottom and survival instincts its way up to the top with someone in. But it just is so go to the – I mean, I ran to the comment section. I'm like, who feels some type of way about this? And it's everybody. It's everyone like, no, this is instinct. No, this is actually – will traumatize a kid. I guess like two seconds of like true – trauma or fear that you're going to die could like severely I don't know the statistics but it's like it can get really serious why are we doing that I think do we is it good or is it bad okay this is the baby survival swimming lessons are most popular in communities that actually have pools so I feel like it's big in Florida where like people just have pools attached to their houses and so So a lot of drownings happen your kid is going to drown and it needs to know but it is it is shocking to watch someone throw a, a year old little wee one. Have that. See if you beach ball. What? Yeah. I mean, like toss it like a basketball, like. <laughs> no, but like mommy and me, baby. Well, Some that's different. These are, are cute. These but are the like survival infants. ones where that where the woman is like snapping. Yeah. You know, to get yeah. them up to the surface. No, no, thank you. No, but like I hold your hands or. On a kickboard, right? While you kick and look in your face Ugh. and tell you how cute you are. Yes, I'll do that. But I agree, Rachel. I think it's definitely like if, if it's a community like that is very aquatic based. Yeah, very you know? yeah. Aqua, but like, yeah, an aqua and, center. Sure, yeah. Kent, Ohio. No, yeah. we don't yeah. need to be doing that no. at the wellness center. But this is the thing, and this is the thing you'll never be able to test out. I would love to know: Was an eight-month-old baby crawling by the pool, falling in? There's no one there to snap it. Did it live? You know, these are things we don't know. Well, we saw on Rescue 911 in the 90s that they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Because I used to watch that religiously, and I feel like that was a reoccurring. That kids would go. I get that. That sucks like toddlers, though. Yeah. So the mommy and me maybe would be 
would be beneficial or just don't have it in ground pool. Just make or... your child walk around with an inner tube and then they'll be prepared for those water park scenarios. Right. So they'd be more comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is unrelated to pretty much what we've been talking about. But leave it to Rachel. Were you guys, did you watch One Tree Hill? Yes. 100%. Okay. No, every episode. One, one of the episodes that will stick with me is after One Tree Hill went down the, the tubies a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this. Oh, I know. Um, is when, um, was it Clay's dead wife's doppelganger? Yes. Kate um, came. And what was Clay's... Wait, what season are we talking? Oh, we're late. We're late. We're we're late. Oh, seasons. I stopped after I was in high school. After they were out of high school? No. It went off the, the rails. rails. Yeah, that's why I stopped. Okay. So I'm on from But I'll just never forget. It's like there's a scene where, God, what's Clay's girlfriend's name? Quinn. Quinn. Quinn has to fight his dead wife's doppelganger. So it's this girl. girl, It's the same actress, obviously, but like this woman that looks exactly like Clay's wife. And um, they're alone in Clay's mansion, which like, what did Clay do? He was, oh, recruiter or something like that. Uh, He was Nate's agent. Yeah, agent. And they fall into this pool. And Quinn okay. has to fight her off, and she gets trapped in the in the pool cover. Doesn't oh. die. You think she dies, but spoiler, if you're there. But <laughs> honestly, a reoccurring nightmare for me is getting caught up in one of those. Have you ever? Fallen in a pool with a pool cover? No. I grew up with the pool. So we actually used oh, to play this fun gang. Rich Brunswick. No, no. Just <laughs> saying that we used to play that game though. And every time we did, my mom or dad would be like, like we get in so much trouble for it, which is why we wanted to do it, which is yeah. really scary though. But it's a scary, it's I mean, a scary feeling doing what you're not supposed to. <laughs> Duh. I mean, you're Going not allowed. with the cover still on? No, but yeah, you would like put your hand up on it, but it would suction you in. And I, I feel like that's where my claustrophobic days started. Fuck? Yeah, really scary it's really stuff. Weird to do that, but yeah, that was uh, really weird one to do tree that. Is. If you recall, <laughs> I really would like to rewatch One Tree Hill. I don't think I could Will get and it. I tried, but we couldn't even get through the first season. Oh no! But I think I could do it on my own. But he he hasn't yeah. seen it, so I'm like a little embarrassed by how bad it is. But it's, yeah, did you see the so- Sophia Bush and <gasps> Peyton and? Haley. Tell me how good they, they looked in that photo so they posted. Good. So they're hot. Drama okay. Queens, new podcast. Yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> oh well, I'll sponsor us immediately. Yeah. But also back to pool days. I know you guys can't relate, but not because we grew up on a lake. Okay. Okay. Well, which is even cooler. They have a way cooler yeah. backyard than, than I grew up cooler. in. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, but I feel like nothing beats. There's nothing like dad closing down the pool every season. And if you were, if you knew, you grew up with the pool, what it's like to close down the pool with your father or mother. What did you do? It was traumatic. What? Just, there, it's so strategic. It's so traumatic that you get yelled at every five seconds. Like, no! I, just people will know. If you grew up with the pool (laughs) and you had to help close down the pool every season. (laughs) This is for us. (laughs) Because we made it out Okay. Cheers or to we you. didn't, yeah. and we're working out it in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I like being so close to you, Jess. I know. I feel like we, we're, we're doing well. <laughs> That's what best friends can't be close. Can't be close. Can't cry together. It was Jerry's birthday. Um, it was. Like, um, Friday. 
and I wanted to post a photo to be like, happy birthday, like, you know, people do on their stories. You know, they photos together. We had a photo from right before I started watching Ollie for like, I watched him for a few weeks when she went back to work before she moved down to New Philly or whatever. And <laughs> it was just like, I was like, I can't post this photo of us. I had like greasy bangs. It was, it was rough. So what did we, what did we actually say about what you look like? Greasy bangs. No. Are we allowed to say it or is it? Do they look tan? No. Do they look dead in their eyes? <laughs> no. You can cut this out if you want to. But we said you looked Amish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're pushing mad Amish vibes. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at the picture. I was like, I like zoomed in on her face and I was like, Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. You can cut it that out so if funny. it's, if no. it's too it controversial. <laughs> Okay. Why looking Amish is controversial? I'm like trying to give you the out. I'm like, what did we actually say that it you would. look like? You were like an Amish boy. And I did. Their and I go from quirky to Amish boy real quick. I mean, with the bangs, you did. Yeah. Not anymore. But we when the you. Curtains. Yeah. The curtains are in. Curtains. The curtains are here. Okay, everyone. Okay, get to the meat. Get into the meat. Get in the beat, the meat of the episode. <laughs> did you, did, I'm sorry. Did you say get into beating the, the meat, meat of yes. the episode? Okay. Yeah, we, we've been plugging that in. Yeah. I don't know beat if you meat. beat the meat of yeah. the episode. Yeah. Uh, like it. I like, like the it. tip of the dick. Yeah. Beat the meat. <laughs> tip of the dick is my absolute favorite <laughs> little quip. I'm so glad because it actually was 100% unplanned. And now it's become yeah. a thing that people, I think it just hits them unexpectedly. <laughs> and I, I yeah. find that endearing. We love a reoccurring quip. We do. Um, but anyway, Laura's here, my sister, if you didn't know, um, is here because we just did a self-love session with her um which is also a boudoir session um which is when she gets in her underwear and is hot and we take (laughs) pics of it and did it in the studio that i own word look at me yes um so we were gonna have laura talk about that experience her journey with her body and self-love and what that's looked like with her and and why doing this was such a big deal for her yeah yeah a milestone if you will if you had asked me two years ago if i would ever be photographed in my underwear in a public space i would have said you're out of your mind i don't think we're in a public space it's not her home no yeah okay yeah yeah outside of her i mean i'm not outside okay yeah but i'm certainly in a public space yeah, because I'll post everything on the right. internet. And that is a part of it, is that I'm okay with that. Nice, yeah. How did you get to that point, though? Um, I would like to say very deliberately, but it sort of just happened. And I think once I stopped thinking so much about my body, I started just acknowledging that I have one. Mm-hmm. And started to appreciate it as just like an evolutionary marvel Ooh. yeah because I love your words well why are with the words I okay howling wait that part didn't <laughs> a lot yeah i definitely um would not have thought that i could ever do this having my sister shoot it was yeah tell in- me about the experience of Don't this self-love session i was very unprofesh okay well, you're her sister but i mean like did you feel 
comfortable. Absolutely. There were moments where I was like, oh, yeah, Rachel's good at this. Yeah. Like, definitely because we're sisters, it was just, like, chill vibes. Like, pop your booty. Get it, girl. Little girl. But then there were other times were you that. Were not genuine with your with your hyping? No, was, she was, oh, was She was okay. absolutely genuine. Okay. And it was in those moments that I was like, oh, my God. If I didn't know her and this was just a, um, I don't know. Scheduled session. Yeah, scheduled yeah. session. I would really be enjoying it. She had, Good. like, a, a special playlist on. The vibes were right. Girl power playlist. GRL, PWR, girl power. Yeah, it was fantastic. Iggy Azalea. Oh, I do. I love myself some Iggy Azalea. Do you? I don't like. I think I'm not like big pop culture. I don't know a whole lot about like what goes on in celebrities' lives. But <laughs> Iggy has been there for me Aww. in some very important ways <laughs> via Zumba class. Yes. Okay. The okay. bitch Never can write a bop. She, okay. She or can. she can pay someone to write a bop, but. <laughs> <laughs> if she was right now, we can groove yeah. to her, and we did. I do love, I do love me some Iggy. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was cute. Her and Lauren Will went like shopping for some outfits together, which oh, is her partner. Yeah, that's, so he was in on it. Yeah, and that's fun. I never thought to do that. And to I, like mm-hmm. ask your partner to be like, "What looks? What do you think will look good on me in the shoot?" Yeah, yeah that's such a fun way to incorporate, unless you're surprising. That partner with it, but no, yeah. he definitely knew that this was like a big thing for me to be comfortable enough to do. And um wow. so yesterday we were um down in Canton shopping and um just trying whatever and it's COVID, so you can actually try things on. So I was just like, Do I like it? Doesn't matter. Put it in the cart. Yep. We're taking this with us. And um, I got home and we did a little fashion show at lunch, you know? And I wasn't there for it. Of course you wouldn't. (laughs) And he was like hyping me up and just so so excited. I know he's an angel, absolute angel, which is honestly how I think I got to a place where I feel comfortable enough in my body to do something like this mm-hmm. um because the the safer i feel with him the easier it is for me to be alone mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense like i we started dating six years ago i was 24 and i was just looking for a home like i was just looking for somebody who could keep me safe and make me feel um like I could just sit in silence with them mm-hmm. despite not being like a quiet person. I just needed somebody to be calm with me because yeah. um, everything in my mind was so hectic. And over the last six years, we've really, I don't know, we've both grown and evolved so much. He's followed me um, through my graduate program and just been an absolute shining star and created this space for me to find myself and sometimes it's difficult for us because finding myself means more independence. Finding myself means going out with my friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talking to random people and doing my own thing. Um, but what I try to remind him of is that this, is, like Laura, that I am now, very confident, very outspoken, um, 
very unapologetic is who I have always believed I am, but never had the space to really mm-hmm. uh, be. Yeah. And so when he lets me just show up as myself and just sorts of laughs at me and um, hypes me up and like <laughs> sends me, I don't know, like dick pics. No dick pics, but I was going to say, like, memes. Yeah, he's a memer. <laughs> he's a big memer. You I just communicate just through memes. Yeah. And if you can do that. Or I dick pics. Power couple. Yeah. 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 Um, Mix it both. Pick the boys in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you get dick pics? No. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, no. I just didn't know. No. Um, <laughs> Will is a shy boy. A okay. little baby yeah. shy boy. I was going to say earlier, I was like. As you said, sit in the silence. It's like, good. That's one of Will's go-to yes. looks. And it's something that we have struggled with because I, even on my like bad days, even when I haven't felt the most myself, I am very social and very outgoing. And I, I want to make other people laugh and be around them. And, so, and he is far more... Um, not antisocial, but introverted. Yeah, introverted. And so sometimes I struggle to think like, how can we be so different and yet compatible? And the answer is that is why we are compatible. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that is probably why. Because there are moments where I'm like, man, I really want this. I really want a partner who can come to these parties and wow the room and I don't have to worry about if they're having fun. And I want to make sure that I want I want them to be able to come in and just be fine. But also like I like to be the center of attention. Like I like to be the one that wows the room. Some like I like to, you I don't like, want someone competing with that. Right. Absolutely. And so this like fictional version of like a potential partner that I have in my head is not actually somebody that I could build a life with. Right. Like there's there's so much that he and I just do differently that is what makes it possible I believe that and so doing this self-love session being a part of um his being a part of the journey was just sort of like yeah Laura like I could never do it I I'm not outgoing like that but I'm glad that you're at a place where you can be because my whole life my body has been something that I have been embarrassed by mm-hmm. in ways that I think a lot of people are embarrassed by their bodies or just, just apologize for yeah I think feeling the need for, to apologize for your body and even like now as I'm in it like honestly just like a season of weight gain which is like hard because it's like I was just saying to Laura like exercising is something that I enjoy but it's not something I have, have time for and right. so like the natural thing of that is like you know I'm replacing exercising with a second fucking full-time job mm-hmm. and that's okay um and i'm replacing a lot of things with a second fucking full-time job you know full night's sleep mm-hmm. that's also been sacrificed um but it's hard to get to this point with your body when the media and when people in your life are so normalized with talking about weight with mentioning weight where yeah. it's like um it's just this is just the vessel in which i live and right now i live on like binge eating pizza at the end of the day because that's the only time I've had and that's yeah. fucking okay because I'm still surviving I'm still doing well and it's not going to be this season forever mm-hmm. like 
and that's what's so weird is like I felt like this need like even when I was like picking out an outfit to wear to um, my friend's vow renewal Jerry's vow renewal yesterday I was like talking to Josh I was like I'm just feeling chunky and he and it, like working through like that that's okay and yeah. that I just need to find more clothes that I feel good in and I mean you know and that there's no moral value no. assigned to adjectives in that way or right. pant size right. or dress size it's just this is what it is I had this friend I have this friend her name's Abby she's a beautiful human inside and out and she's actually has a natural athletic build. Mm-hmm. She has mm-hmm. been a volleyball player since she could walk. I mean, you know what volleyball players look like. And she did um, volleyball all through college. And um, we worked together for a few years right out of college. And she, I'll never forget this. It just like changed the game for me is that she's like, no, I like, I'm like chunky and I'm like loving it. She's like, I love when my, my face looks, my body looks so like, I love being chunky right now. And I was like, you know, just, in my in my journey you know with trying to love my body and I was like oh my gosh I love like that feels good like I just respected her as a human and everything she stands for that I was like let's normalize that like let's normalize that like I love that about her and she I mean she she works out for her own mental health and like she looks good and she is happy with her body and that's all that matters but I was just loving that she was like I love that my body is looking different Mm -hmm. and like that's different than it has been her entire life. She's like, I love the way I look like Mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, I loved it. And I feel like that's changed, you know, the way that I look at bodies and like loving what chunky looks like or what, you know what I mean? Like loving your body as it goes through different stages of, of your life. Right. Well, I think we're like sold this lie that your body should remain the same. Like, I think it's that part. (laughs) That part, yes. I think it starts when we're in high school and we watch television shows where 20 somethings play high schoolers. Mm -hmm. And then we become 20 somethings and we're like, why didn't we look like we did in high school? And the answer is biology. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we learned so young that our bodies are something to be handled something to be changed and manipulated and uh, rather than appreciated for simply like getting us through the world yeah I also feel like we're also coming off of I mean I could speak personally about our our parents who were like trying my wedding dress and you're like oh couldn't net could never I mean that could fit up my thigh you know what I mean I feel like we our parents <laughs> the you know the generation above us or two is like hella skinny and I feel like that was just really hard to be like and it was it specifically fit in my wedding dress and they were like yeah. a two and we're like our bodies aren't built the same way honey yeah. like they and they won't be and I don't think they will be from generations on because yeah. of what we're working to build now with you know body positivity and such and yeah. We just have to rid of that, but that's not so far from us millennials. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, we're working, and, like, Gen Z is doing a good job, I feel yeah. like, of TikTok of changed this. my life. Same. Absolutely. The body positivity side. Even just, like, the rapid consumption of diverse bodies yeah. helped me so much. Same. If you create your algorithm um unfollow people's bodies that you just like trigger you in some way 
it will change your life mm-hmm. because yeah. when you're constantly seeing bodies that look like yours, yeah, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. You don't have those same judgments that you have every day. It is so wild. Yeah, absolutely. And that can change you. People's content who's related around their bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, okay, like, point, yeah. there are natural bodies that are thinner or bigger yes. or whatever. But it's like when people build a platform based on thinness mm-hmm. and how toxic that is. And even like we were talking about like putting Laura on this episode, like I talked about body positivity with Jerry and Sierra on their podcast, Ladies and Tangents, and um, how that was three months ago or whatever. And I wouldn't even feel comfortable talking about body positivity because I think even that like the importance of like not excluding fat bodies is so important and like when people when the when the industry or like the body like the fat positive community talks about body positivity it's like it's almost been championed by thin bodies Mm -hmm. to being like oh i don't have a six-pack but Mm -hmm. i'm still valuable and it's like that's so true your energy is in the right place but still like fat bodies are being policed in a way Mm -hmm. that like you know they they get the um but it's just so unhealthy. Right. And it's like, so is fucking drinking eight monsters a yeah. night, Chad. But so is like, the unresolved trauma you're yeah. living with. Right. So Barb. is your, yeah, unmedicated depression, Kyle. Like, get, <laughs> get your fucking shit together. Right. Like, we all have got shit and it doesn't matter. Like, be a kind person and, like, fat doesn't mean unhealthy and skinny doesn't mean healthy. And being able to, like, just see people for people mm-hmm. and try to see through and into who they are mm-hmm. and how important that is and just taking the time to to challenge yourself to think about where your thought is coming from like why am i so concerned with how this other person looks is it right. about them at all or is it about me yeah. and 99.9999999% of the time it is about you mm-hmm. right i the coolest thing that happened for me on TikTok was starting to follow like plus size um, fashion yeah. bloggers because they have shown me the importance for dressing for the body you have and not yeah. the body you want. Yes. And Rachel talks about that all the time because mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit on our podcast we did this past week, but we were four years apart in age, but we were always the same size Mm -hmm. always. And so she dressed way older. Uh, Well, she dressed like she was my age because we fit in the same clothes. We did everything. Um, Two pop collars. Yes. Two pop collars with a pop collar. (laughs) Aeropostale. Sorry about that for you guys. (laughs) And, so Rachel was just always like wearing whatever she wanted because she couldn't fit in the kids section because she was she hit puberty so early teenage mutant ninja turtle style, uh, and I was like trying. Don't mean the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't though. But okay. And I was just trying to hide, mm-hmm. and so she has always been so adventurous in what she wears and. Um, how she styles her hair and her tattoos. I always thought Rachel is so cool. And, but I always felt like I couldn't do it. Um, Cause I am, I have always seen myself as tremendously average and I just needed to like get by. Like in high school, I wore G like flare jeans, <laughs> flare jeans old Navy flip flops and some like t-shirt. Never I, forget your pink Converse. Yes. 
pink Converse. I never. But you did. Nobody wanted to stand out in high school. Mm-hmm. Rachel like, did. Uh, I don't know. I feel like okay. Think about high school. I mean, like maybe naturally you were different, but like nobody to stand out mean, means that you were different, and different meant that you were weird, and weird oh. wasn't cool in high school. Weird's cool now. Different's cool yeah. now. We yeah. kn- we know that in adulthood, but like in high school, it's like. The more we blended in, the more we look like other people, we'll get by just fine. Yeah. I feel like the mentality was definitely teenage years. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of any specific thing I would wear or any aesthetic I had that was very unique in high school. You would wear what you wanted. Like some days you'd show up in you in oversized sweatpants and oversized sweatshirt. Other days you would be in a little pleated skirt and sweater you know like she just always did what she wanted and I never felt brave enough to do that Mm -hmm. I never felt like I had like permission to do that and um I think that was learned but I um between my seventh and eighth grade years lost a ton of weight thanks to not just like puberty but starving myself Mm -hmm. and um I can remember coming in to science class one day in like a little baby doll t-shirt and wearing a real bra, like not just a sports bra, trainer bra, wearing Shout a real out to bra. the moment when you put on a real right. bra. Right. Walking in, <laughs> but all the boys noticed. Oh, of course. And they said things. And I was like, oh. So it was like simultaneously, like I wanted to be seen. But as soon as I was seen, I was like, oh shit, I'm. People are watching. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, like always on me 100% of the time. That's super uncomfortable. Yeah, and it yeah. was the time of low-rise jeans <gasps> and little baby t-shirts. And so it was like, what? it was just about, I don't know, your body was, I never felt like my body was mine. And then that was reinforced time and time again through high school, through college. And um, this past year with the pandemic, I have finally gotten to a place where I feel like um, I can't think anything but but my body is mine. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything but love my body because it's gotten me through so fucking much. Right. And I think with that time, like you said, like with COVID, it's like you have so much time to you, to mm-hmm. your body, to analyze, to dissect, to to accept, to love. Right. And I... And I resonate with that. I do. I do feel like that was a lot of time to do some some self-discovery. Yeah. And well, you came from a season of like when you were like losing weight for your wedding, you knew you knew this didn't make sense and this was wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway because I ha- like there was no rationalizing no. to you or bringing you down from fucking like P90X bullshit. Mm, like, no. It was just it was. It was tough. It was really tough. And it's it's not something I don't promote sweating for the wedding. I, I, I know that if you want to achieve a certain look for your day, I'm not here to tell you I'm not anti-workout, anti-diet, nothing. Like, I'm just here to accept you. But I was like, I know I don't look like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Yeah. But I like I worked hard for this. That's another thing, because like when you are working out and you are trying to achieve a certain look, it's like. You become proud of that because you're putting in really hard work and you're putting in sacrifice. So it's just hard to like get into that mentality versus like hard work and being proud of that or just loving the body that you're in. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I ride that that wave between the two all the time. And that's just like my personal struggle with it. But 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That was really difficult. And I'll just say, like, speaking to any, like, brides or anyone that is in the same mindset, the thing that I kept saying to Jess is I understand wanting to, quote, unquote, look your best at your wedding. But this is the thing. When you are upholding your body and your mind to unrealistic beauty standards and standards for yourself – These are the fucking photos you have on your wall forever. And I don't want you to look at those photos and compare yourself to that person that you held to unrealistic standards for the rest of your life. I, that's what like that. And I don't think you're doing that, but that was the thing that really bothered me and bothers me still about the sweating for the wedding. Yeah. Like bullshit is like, but then you're going to go back to working 50 hours a fucking week you're gonna have kids and you're gonna look at your wedding photos and be like oh i wish and that's such bullshit like just be you on your day look the way you look because like you're still gonna be happy right because it's your wedding day well the sweating for the wedding is so toxic because of what weddings represent right right this like um unconditional timeless love and to believe that you are only um worthy of it at a certain size right. and that that is your best right. is insane it's an, it, i mean it makes sense given the culture that we live in and are socialized in as women and just people in general but it when you think about it when you think about why you're getting married Hopefully, it's because you feel unconditionally loved by your partner. Mm -hmm. And to believe that you have to look a certain way at the same time, those are just incompatible. It's like cognitive dissonance. It's like these things are not going together. Right. But you're trying to make them live together. Right. And it it doesn't make sense. And it's honestly just so toxic. Like. And it fuels a toxic industry, which is so hard. Like, um, just, like, the fitness industry in general. Like, I'm someone who, like, love, like, really does enjoy exercise. And I've enjoyed being a part of the fitness communities I've been a part of. But it's, like, the talk about weight. Like, it is your, like, you should be spending all of your time and energy on becoming a smaller version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just dumb. Like, honestly to me, like, I have no tolerance for it anymore because I'm, like, do we not have anything better to talk about? Like, if you're at a yoga class, do it for yoga. Right. Do it for breath work and do it for relaxation and right. do it for endorphins and do it for mental health. And, you know, do it for, you know, getting energy out during your day. Mm-hmm. Why is your top priority burning calories so you can earn your food? That is just the oh, worst, yeah, the worst thing for me to hear. That we have to earn Anything that our body needs to survive is insane. Something that really sort of helped me um, rethink my relationship with food and my relationship with exercise was what if you treated your body like you loved it? What if you worked out your body and you moved it because you love it, not because you want to change it? What if you fed your body because you love it and you want to give it what you need, what it needs, not because you hate it? And um, it's allowed me to take more seriously just like gentle exercising. Yeah. Yeah, moving to feel good. Yes. Moving to feel good. So my question for you, Laura, is... Why was this self-love session so important to you? Um, You mentioned that it was something that you never imagined you doing. 
um, your entire life and that this is um, a big deal. So tell me about why this session was so difficult for you and your journey leading up to this. Um, I was surprised by how easy it was in the moment and how calm I was leading up to it because like I said, this is not something I ever imagined I would do. Um, and just that I have had a very complicated relationship with my body and that I like, I like to be the center of attention, but I don't like being susceptible to judgment. Mm. And I think I learned that very, very early on when um, you hit puberty. Uh, I hit puberty and I got boobs and people noticed. And um, it wasn't like I was walking around with like big knockers swinging. They were just like <laughs> perky little. Just a padded bra. Yeah, like, like a casual cold situation. Yes. Perky little A cup. Right. Um, and realizing that um, I wasn't just dressing for myself I was dressing for other people and that how I dressed affected how other people saw me um I got my first boyfriend in the eighth grade once I was rocking those a cups yeah. you know um so it saw like my body changes yes it promotes positive things yes yeah. my body changes I get a boyfriend my boyfriend breaks up with me during lunch class lunch class. <laughs> class and um th then when I was I don't know throughout eighth grade I was dealing with an eating disorder and um moved into high school and still had a pretty like fucked up relationship with food and that it was always like very much um binging and restricting mm -hmm. um but I was an athlete and so in that way, I didn't have to think about food beyond, like, can I make it through this workout? But when I was probably a sophomore, my dad noticed that I was just totally lethargic at my games, my softball games. And so he would, bless his little heart, he would he would bring me a five-piece chicken nugget from uh, Wendy's after school before my games to make sure I had protein, Ooh, yeah. you protein, know, chicken nuts. yes, make sure I had my protein because otherwise I was just like passing out on the field because wow. I wasn't eating at school. Um, did it hit like that? Uh, the bologna mustard. <laughs> it did not olives? hit the same way as the bologna black Bar. mustard and olives. <laughs> I mean, black olives and mustard. So savage for that. Um, <laughs> To be fair, I do not eat that anymore. Protein content's not as high, probably. No, absolutely not. And that sodium intake with the mustard? With the Yikes. Oh, and the bologna. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. bologna as well. Stay salty. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Dehydrate you immediately. Ooh. <laughs> do you guys throw... Hang on. Side note. Sidebar. Do you remember Propel? Oh. 100%. I don't know if it's still a thing. Laura. All sport? I, that wedding that I was just talking about with Awkward Hotel? They didn't have water there. You know, like when in the getting ready, they only had Propel. <gasps> well, so I've had it. We very loved recently. We loved Propel on the volleyball team because it was clear. So like they didn't want us drinking Gatorade or Powerade Why? because you could spill it and it could stain things. Mm. But Propel was always clear, but it had that berry. Yeah, like they were saying Propel. 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 What do you say? Propel. Propel. 
Same thing. You guys are oh, saying the same, same thing. Same thing. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'll confirm that. Classic little Roche girl mix-up. Um, but, okay, so getting to the point where the self-love session was possible um, came through a lot of not just, like, work on accepting my body as, like, a body, but in reclaiming my body as my own, I was um, – I believed that I was going to be a virgin until I was married. When I was um, in middle school, I can remember having a conversation with one of my best friends about how um, if I love a man enough to sleep with him, he should love me enough to wait. And we were raised in the church and not by any um, like dogmatic standards. It was not like super. Just like purity culture in general was there, but it wasn't like serious. And so I just like very much believed like my body is for my husband um, without interrogating like do I even want a husband? Do I like men? Have we even thought about that little child, Laura? You know? Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) so I went through high school like very pure and it was known that I was pure like it was known that I was not having sex or um, drinking or breaking the rules yes. or getting anything less than an A or like you were yes I was very straight and narrow yeah. except in gym yes that was middle school, that was middle school. <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't have fucked up again no I, I know never she knows never better lesson. never never I um worked very hard to maintain this like good girl image mm-hmm. and despite like just not feeling like I was that person like I always felt like a fraud not like I was lying just like I didn't belong to this like purity culture that yeah. I was like the little queen of yeah mascot is more appropriate thank you um and so I graduated high school I had never had sex I don't know that I had ever really done anything but like fool around um with under the the pants action yeah a little bit of pants action um with the pants are over the pants Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Woo-hoo-hoo, you know. Um, but never to, like, Rachel and I have talked about this, never to come. Oh, never. Do you remember getting fingered in high school? None of us knew what it was for. First off, cut your nails. And second, like, stop <laughs> jamming it. In right. There. Like, yeah. relax. Yeah. It was no. absolutely because the boy wanted it. Yeah. Like, 100%. it was absolutely for my partner. It was, a- what? I don't know. Like, what are you getting out of this? Um, what was I getting out of it? Just oh a, a bunch oh, also, of... Also, like, they didn't know, like... Cut this out if you want to, but, like, clit stimulation is not something any no. high school dude no, knew no, no, about. No, no, no. no. I don't even think it's anything I knew about. But um, it was just, like, ramming it into, yes. into there is, is what you thought I liked? Okay, then I guess I like it. We're, and, we're figuring it right, out. Right, but that was absolutely it. I That was what... Okay, I... That's what I, this is. Then it's not about. Right. It was like fun to make out and like, right. but it was not about having any sort of like. It was about getting horny. Right. Yeah. And just staying horny. horny. It was, there was never not horny. We're just going to stay horny all night because you got to finish, but we're just going to stay horny. Until right. We drive all the way home. Be- well, because frankly, I didn't even know. But I wouldn't that- have even known how to finish myself off. I wouldn't even have known. I feel like we're all, it's a, it's, an ex- it's a time for exploration, right? Like we're all figuring it out. I wouldn't have even known that finishing as a girl was an option. Yeah. Same. 
to be perfectly honest, at 16, 17, even into college, when I was like doing more with boys, still fooling around, not having sex, um, and still very much like a part of a, a group of friends who knew I was not having sex. Mm-hmm. It was like a big, like, oh, Laura's little virgin Laura. Yeah. Oh, and so when I finally did have sex, it was with this like random guy that I knew didn't live around here. It was like totally a, I'll never see you again. One stand ordeal. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he was funny and fun and we were friends and I just felt like, okay, whatever. Um, and absolutely was not for my pleasure, just for like intimacy, intimacy sake. I just wanted that. For the sake that you did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted that with, <laughs> with someone and the next weekend I remember being at the bars and there was a boy that I was talking to I liked and I was like all right I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it again just like I'm just gonna I don't want it to be with this only with that one guy I'm gonna try another guy I'm gonna see how it is and again it was just like you had fun dude that's cool and I had fun because I was um pursued that was that was what was fun feeling like somebody wanted me in that way was fun it was not actually about the physical sensation at all and then um I had (laughs) one more guy that I think I slept with uh who I knew from high school and I really liked we had dated very briefly but had only ever like made out and he was so wonderful and good and it to this day is like my only like good memory of sex pre being assaulted because a week later, I was sexually assaulted by someone I knew and someone I trusted. Um, and it was then that I, it was confirmed for me that my body is not for me to enjoy. I had one night with a guy who was like interested in like making me feel good and happy. And then a week or two or so later, um, a boy that I trusted decided that it wasn't that it, it was wasn't his, his turn it was his turn to feel good and my turn to weep as he did and um it changed my life because it was a friend I really struggled to call it abuse or assault I really struggled to say that it was anything more than just like a mistake or misunderstanding, um, mm-hmm. or maybe because you had consumed alcohol, you gave wrong, you know, mm-hmm. gave the wrong Messaging. message. Yeah. But, no. um, and then, so I was 21 when that happened. And that was my senior year of high school, or my, se- my senior year of high school, I was 21. <laughs> my senior year of college, I was 21. And I just went crazy. I went absolutely off the rails, blacking out four times a week, um, going out hanging out with dudes, doing what I wanted to do, what I quote unquote wanted to do because I just felt like I was a good girl for so long and this still happened. Yeah. Um, You just felt like it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. It was also like your way of coping. Right. In a weird way that you didn't know you needed to. Right. I know now that it was like a psychological attempt at like reclaiming myself mm-hmm. and my body. Mm-hmm. But at the time it felt very much just like who cares? Yeah. Or can, I think honestly convincing yourself that it didn't matter. Right. That you could have sex or, you know, be penetrated or whatever mm-hmm. by anyone. It didn't fucking matter. Right. It didn't matter. Right. Like the more people you did it with, the less severe the assault would feel. Right. Because you, you know, 
And then I moved away from home. I went to graduate school in Arizona and um, I was 22 and I ended up like dating this 33 year old who was also in the graduate program. Um, <laughs> I, you don't have to say the name, but I've got no memory of this. Yes. And he was like very sweet, okay. a very like woke little academic man and we just like would fool around nothing serious happened but I was like oh this is what a nice guy is this is like nice and then I like dated a few other guys and it was fun and cool but it was still never about my enjoyment until um I told one of them um about what happened to me and instead of responding with like anger and like i'm gonna kick this fucking guy's ass which is like a classic dude response Mm -hmm. he uh charlie he was so sweet he just said i am so sorry and that was when i realized like yeah that was bad it wasn't just like unfortunate or in a miscommunication it was bad and it Ironically, it was his acknowledgement that something bad had happened to my body that gave me permission to say something really fucking bad happened to my body. Yeah. I was going to ask you, when was the moment you realized that it was what it was Mm -hmm. and not something that you've just kind of swept under the rug or made excuses for? Was it that moment? Yeah. And I think I was 23, probably. Okay. So two years had passed. Yeah. And then um, I graduated from my program in Georgia. I mean, in Arizona, and I moved to Georgia to teach. And I was um, very alone down there. I was teaching at a very small school, and I love teaching, but it cannot be your whole life, or you wind up um, exhausted. And I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say bitter and weird. <laughs> both things, all things can be true. Spoken from a true sis. Yes. Bitter and weird. All things can be true. And um, so I was 24. I was down there. And then Will and I had met through friends and eventually started dating. But we were long distance. And so we, when we would see each other, it was very um, just like sweet and romantic and intense. But he... Um, was not a a player by any means. He did yeah. not have girlfriends. He was not like going out and even in college he was like very tame. And I had never been with someone like that. Right. I had never been the one who had been the wild child like um and so being with him sort of made me rethink like what do I want in a relationship? What do who am I? And so I think I said at the beginning of this podcast, but he felt so much like home, just like this safe place for me to land and figure it out. Um, and so for a couple of years, we dated long distance. Then I um, started my PhD program and he followed. And um, that was really, really cool. But I was still dealing with like panic attacks and trauma and grad school's horrible. So it, Right. It can trigger a lot of things anyway. And then um, my second year, the Me Too movement happened. Mm. And I was still in coursework. And I can remember 
sitting on my couch thinking like, am I going to tweet? 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 Am I going to say me too? And I, I ended up deciding to do so. It was like a Monday or a Wednesday. I remember the class I was going to. And you, um, I, I tweeted and I went to class and I talked about it just like because I study rhetoric, which is the art of communication. And so it's everything's fair game, essentially. And um, I, I brought it up. And then I just started getting really interested in what it means to tell our stories as survivors. And um, I took that on. And so throughout that year, I was just sort of grappling with what does it mean to communicate in this way and tell our stories in this way. And um, I finished coursework and I had um, a year of like qualifying exams. And that's when I had to decide what my dissertation was going to be about. And I decided my dissertation was going to be about telling my story as a survivor. And it took me a year. Like I said, I was going to do it. I passed the exams. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I, this project fell into my lap in a lot of ways, like just by the timing of the Me Too movement and what people were interested in. I got published in a couple of things and um, got a lot of interest in what I was saying and studying. And then I was like, oh my God, I said I was going to do this. I have to fucking do this. I'm not prepared to do this. I actually don't know how to do this. (laughs) I don't know how to tell this story. I don't know how to, to make sense of it. And um, then my fourth year of grad school, I finally started sitting with it and saying, like, this project is not just for me. This project is for all of us. This project is for women. This project is for my family who has sat with me through this. And I'm going to do it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And um, so I started. And then COVID happened. I was spending a lot of time on my own Mm -hmm. and I was trying to do this project and I just sort of stopped. I was like, I have to get into a better headspace for this. I have to be at a place where I, I feel safe and I feel at home Mm -hmm. so that I can do this. And so I took a lot of time during COVID to just feel safe. Will was still going to work every day because he's in construction project management. And so I was like listening to a lot of podcasts. I was doing a lot of reading, um, doing a lot of writing just about myself and about my experience. And eventually I got to a place where I just thought like, what if you love you? Like, what if you, you recognize that what happened to you wasn't your fault? What if you realize what happened to you um, can't be undone and you just say, Laura, I forgive you for what happened to you, even though you don't need forgiveness and I move on. And it doesn't mean that I don't still think about it. It doesn't mean that I don't still get sad for myself, but it through therapy, through friends, through will, I have been able to sit and say my body is mine Mm -hmm. I I got a vibrator I got a vibrator I made myself like come for the first time in my life 
And um, I learned that I could make my body feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, My body was mine. And um, it stunned me how good I could feel in that way. It, I was floored. I was floored to know that my body could experience joy despite the pain that it had been through. And so for the last like nine months, I've just been masturbation Mondays. What's up? We're having fun. We're making it a thing. We're making it a thing. We, (laughs) We enjoy ourselves. We say our body is ours. And um, we sit with the shitty because there's nothing you can do to make it go away. Yeah. You just have to sit in it and then you have to appreciate the good when it comes and sort of continue to foster that. Um, So I think that's just a very long way of saying that I... I never thought I would be happy. I never thought my body would be mine. I didn't even see it as an important part of life. Yeah. Um, but once it was, it fucking was. Um, and so I said to Rachel, I wanted to come home and I wanted to do this shoot. And I want to, I like didn't let myself wear anything that covered my stomach because I've always been really insecure about it. Mm-hmm. So my belly is out. I'm wearing thongs with oh my, my flat gosh. little booty. Um, love we love to see a flat booty. And I just, I'm really looking forward to seeing the pictures. I said to Rachel, you're not going to show me them on your I camera, wonder right? You showed her yeah. And she said, I showed no. Her, I showed her she showed me a couple, yeah. but she said no. And I appreciated that because that would, would have, have switched your mindset in mm-hmm. the moment and like mm-hmm. would have stopped and yeah. you would have like posed differently or, yeah. or yeah. do this face. more. Yeah. Yeah. Face. yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I've been really proud of Rachel and you as well. And Amber and everybody who uses this space to do that work, mm-hmm. because Absolutely. at first I thought it was just like a fun little kitschy, like let's get in our underwear and pop some champagne and play with our friends. Like, no, this shit is hard. Putting yourself on display in this way, whether anyone beyond the photographer sees it or not to say like, here I am Mm -hmm. is, is the goal. Yeah. To show up as yourself and know that you are enough is the goal. And I think when I told Rachel, I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, it was because I, I want people to know, people who are struggling, that it's not just about, like, getting through it. It's that you will get through it and you will be happy. It's not just, like, I'm okay. It's fine. It's that when you do the work and you show up for yourself and you recognize what you need, what your body needs, what your mind needs, you will be okay. Um, So that. That, I think, is what I hope people take from this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being... I'm going to stop. <laughs> Thank you for, for being it. a powerhouse. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so for having strange. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously, that's a lot to come out and say. Okay, wine. Robert Montavi. <laughs> Shout out. No, seriously, Laura, that's that's huge. So thank you for being you. And don't you take over? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like just no, just like shining a light into 
into the house? areas of that. I can't talk. When fuck is my sister? I know. <laughs> no, it's just shining a light for people that in a place that is so so dark and yeah. relatable to not necessarily all women, but God, so way too many of us and men as well who have faced similar issues and just the feeling at you know a young fucking age where like our bodies aren't ours and our bodies aren't ours to um have opinions on or have control over and just like you've been doing like the work on why that is and especially like how to talk about why that is how to talk about your story and um, yeah my sister is my sister, but she is also one of the most accomplished people in this area <laughs> in the world to talk on how to talk about sexual assault. Like she breezed over the fact that she talks at conferences. She talks at conferences because she's really fucking good at what she does. And she's, re- she is an advocate, not only for victims, but for herself, which I think is one of the most impressive, um, <laughs> traits, <laughs> traits to have. And, yes. um, yeah, we hope that if you, if this, you know, has triggered you in any way or brought up anything, you know, we are the therapy police, but also <laughs> like, I think something that, you know, we all found and you found, especially when you were unpacking things that have happened to you, like the power that comes from telling people, the power that right. comes from not holding it on your own, the power that comes from, um, Hey, this happened to me and I feel broken about it. And I just needed to tell someone and mm-hmm. you have the ability and freedom to talk about those things with people and um whether they happened three months ago or three years ago or 13 years ago like um please know that like your body is yours and your story is yours right i think that is something that's really hard yeah you are just so admirable laura like just sharing that story and you sat here on the mic and just told it without any Q and A. Like you told your story from like start to finish and just such a beautiful way and how it all unfolded, but also to be a light for others, to show you that if we do the work, if we if we do this stuff, we will come out on top mm-hmm. and we will love ourselves and we will do a self love session and love yeah. every bit, every roll, every stomach shot, whatever. Yes. And it's like that's attainable. It, well, it is. It's so hard because you do the work and you are like, is this even worth it? Like when you when you're still having more bad days than good, it's hard to believe that it could ever be worth it. But I have more good days than bad. Way fucking more. Yeah. And it is because I have said like and I, I have said to myself that I'm OK and that I'm worthy but i have also surrounded myself with people who lift me up when i can't do do it yes Mm -hmm. and that is so important um which is why therapy matters which is why your partner matters which is why your friends matter we are not isolated individuals even when we feel like we are Mm -hmm. yeah and you know the work that you do and the work you've been doing within yourself is truly something to be admired and i'm very proud to be your sister I'm proud to be yours. Okay. okay. Are you okay? <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. It's nice, it nice to see up in front of you. Yes. Sorry, I broke down. I feel like the camera stopped recording a while ago. So you Did might it? Know. I, don't, I don't think so. Oh. Did you hear it? Did you hear some click? Oh, no. Or she's no, just it just beeps, so it should. Hopefully, you're still going over there, little dog. Hopefully Are we outroing here? Yeah, this is our, our awkward. Thank you for having me, you angels. Yeah. After a complete breakdown.
We're here to tell you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and this is for better and worse. Yes, Laura, you are. Laura, you are such a fucking treat. <sighs> Come on, this podcast it's always. Any, so. I'll have. I'll be here anytime. Great. You want me? Let's go get ice cream with sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Ice cream with sprinkles. On that out, we out. We out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>